You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're live right now. <laughs> oh, I'm super excited to be here. As if you, you can tell. I am too, man. We get, we get a chance to do something that nobody does or even thought of doing. Nobody has thought of doing this, no but but I I kind of see that there are people who are thinking of they're, they're trying to come into our space. Oh, hundred percent. Anytime they're trying to come it, into our space, they're like, no. you know, you know what I was thinking too. If you are doing something that nobody copies, the thing that you're doing isn't even worth doing. It's whack. It's whack. Nobody likes it. So, <laughs> I, I'm excited about our guest today because I'm like, when he was telling me, I'm like, dang, we need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. cool. so uh, sure. Daddy, first off, um, uh, introduce you want to introduce yourself before we get started? Yes. I am Donnie Wiggins, the business coach extraordinaire, also co-host with my brother, David Shands of both the Brain Picker Podcast and the Social Proof Podcast. Thanks. We are super duper uber excited to be here. And uh, David, what you got? Oh, I am David Chance. I am an entrepreneur uh, that not only teaches entrepreneurship, but I'm still entrepreneuring. Okay? We're still yeah. building stuff. Yeah. Me and Dottie don't just teach it. We are still currently building businesses. And then we come back to our community and just teach them what we're going through and what we're doing, all the trials, tribulations, ups and downs. Um, so I worked at the Cheesecake Factory for six years and became a full-time entrepreneur in 2012 and um, been creating full-time entrepreneurs ever since. Oh, so, we're, so we're doing the bio rundown. I'm going yeah. to let you have that. But you know what I think is super dope? Um, I think it was today, maybe yesterday, I was on Instagram and I saw you post um, that you don't just teach something that you've never done, you actually practice what you preach, right? We both do. And I think that that's why the synergy is so strong between the two of us. And we're able to deliver and really help people because we're coming from a place where we we don't teach what we haven't done. Like these just aren't theories that we've read about in books. And if there is something sometimes, some type of feedback that we give that we hadn't done, we disclose that. Like, well, I heard that this is something you can try. But we've not done it. We typically, for the most part, only teach what we have actually practiced. So. Absolutely. So let's jump into this thing, man. You ready to introduce our guests? 
I am ready. There is just a little bit of a hint of feedback coming in. Do you a hear that? Bit of feedback. Maybe it it's like is a little scratch. Our guest. How y'all doing? Is that y'all mic sounding like that? I hope not. I hope not too. <laughs> but do you guys have a mic connected and external mic connected? Yeah, do you have a microphone connected? It's not connected right now, no. No? I disconnected Maybe. it. was having sound issues. Okay. Huh. Well, Okay, there anymore. are people in the chat saying they hear it too, but we'll try to work through it. Oh, I do hear it. That's here. your mic, Donnie. It's not. It, I think it, well, let's let's see. All right, mute your mic real quick. Mute your mic. So for those that are, is your mic muted, Donnie? Okay. All right. Do you guys hear it? No, right? Okay. Unmute your mic, Donnie. <laughs> no, it's your mic. Unmute it. Unmute your I mic. You did? All right. Well, you got to start talking. We'll get we'll get we'll get through this. Okay. I'm not that 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 was that was it. It's okay. It's we are gonna get through this because it's not really bad. So um, all right. So we are have we have uh our guests who have a school. It's elementary school, yes? No, K through twelve. K through twelve. Oh, so that it's element it's like elementary, middle, and yes, high sir. school all in one. Yes, sir. That's really dope. So we're going to uh, let you introduce yourself. Go for it. All right. I am Brother Henry, the co-founder, one of the co-founders of my wife here, of Kika First Entrepreneurial Academy. I'm Sister Kishana. <clears throat> I'm the woman behind the man that helps run the school. All right. You are the woman behind the man that runs the school. and But it's your name. <laughs> is that right yeah so how did, how, did, how did this school start how did it come about um i guess the short version is um we owned a beauty supply store and we had space above our beauty supply store we would rent out for our events and we realized we weren't making money monday through thursday because nobody would rent it and especially in the daytime so we were looking for an avenue to generate more revenue with this space we had um, we thought about doing a school, but schools are very expensive. So we turned that idea down. Um, and then we fast forwarded into the future. We found a way that we could operate a school without having teachers. So because our school started hold on, hold off. On. The- you found a way to operate a school without having teachers. Yes, sir. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So for the, for the first two years, we did not have teachers, right? It's kind of, if you think like Montessori. The students come into school, they get customized, individualized education, and they work at their own pace. And so we were able to create this environment and foster kindergarten all the way through high school because we didn't have teachers. Um, and that, that freed us up to be able to offer all these other incentives. So entrepreneurship, which is the basis of the school. Every student has to start a small business that generates revenue. Um, authorship, every student has to publish a minimum of one book a year. Uh, of course, Black History Year Round. We had STEM. We had music, gym class, art, foreign language, computer science, uh, and that allowed us to to get in that um, that period. So the school started off above our beauty supply store with my daughter, who is exceptional. She's brilliant. She uh, she'll graduate high school probably at thirteen or fourteen. Um, right. Yeah, she's 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 not me when I was in school. Gosh. <laughs> She, wow. uh, but this system that we were able to create, it allowed students to 
do more than one grade per year, right? So for example, we have a little girl in California right now who in the first semester, she completed the first grade and the second grade. She just turned seven. And at the rate she's at, she'll probably complete third grade and fourth grade in this all in this one school year, right? So we, we kind of had this system that could help address education. Um, and so we went in with this idea of like revolutionizing education, but especially in our communities, we thought that if we could give entrepreneurship to people on the highest level, we could solve a lot of problems in our own community, right? So where you have the disenfranchised, when you have those who are in poverty, when you have the high crime rates, we were looking at a, a way where we could, we could blend entrepreneurship into the curriculum itself, into the day-to-day -day operations and make that the culture. And when children graduated, yes, they can go to college if they want to. Yes, they can get jobs if they want to. But now having your own business, having books, having speaking engagements, having those types of things is a way of life for them. And it's another it's a third option, an alternative if college isn't for them, if they don't want to get a job at, you know, McDonald's or Taco Bell or something. And the goal was to combat the drug dealers in the neighborhood, because if you have your own money, if you're making your own money, you have your own supply of, you know, whatever you do for your business. When the drug dealer approaches our young people, well, the young person can now say, well, I got my own thing, so I don't need what you have, right? So it was a way of giving that to our children and building up the community at the same time. And so that's kind of where we came in at with the, with the school and everything else kind of fell into place as we were building it. All right, so um, you do have other teachers, yes? We do this year. So how are you teaching K through 12 with just y'all two with different students and different ages? So our curriculum is like our secret sauce, mm -hmm. right? And our curriculum is what enables us to be able to have a classroom. For example, last year when it was just Brother Henry and myself, uh, we had a classroom that was all boys, right? And our youngest student in that classroom was, I think, maybe in first or second grade. And then I had all the girls and my youngest student in that classroom was actually in kindergarten. And then the oldest student in my classroom at that time was in seventh grade. So our curriculum is set up in such a way that I can manage all, what was it, almost 12 students in my classroom. And they're all working at different grade levels. And then they're also all working on different subjects, right? So we could, we could come in and, you know, student A may be working on math and student B may be working on science and another one may be working on English. So that, that common core, right, that core curriculum that you, that you expect the school to have, that part of the curriculum is what, is what we don't need teachers for, right? And all the electives is where we came in as teachers, right? So Henry has been our entrepreneur teacher for the past three years, and I taught authorship. So entrepreneurship and authorship has been also a core of our school. And then we both kind of sprinkle black history because we, we teach black history all year round. So those specialized electives, we have a traditional teacher for. But as far as students walk in the hallways, they come in the classroom, they sit in the classroom, they face the teacher's desk, and now the teacher is talking about math or talking about English or talking about science. That doesn't happen. They still have their core curriculum, right? A student can graduate from Kikifer's Entrepreneurial Academy and take their diploma and go to college anywhere in the world, right? They're still getting the core curriculum that you would expect the student to have, but we don't have, our curriculum doesn't require a teacher to give it to the student. They essentially, they're teaching it to themselves. 
And so reading, and it's interesting because I heard you talk about that this morning on the, the morning meetup day um, and how important it is for people to read and how reading is so fundamental is what you mm-hmm. said. Reading is absolutely fundamental with our curriculum because once a student can read, then now they can teach themselves and learn on their own, right? So going back to the student that's in first grade, she can read on her own, right? So she doesn't have to sit in a classroom with 10 other first graders. Once she understands that I add this block to this block and that gives me two, she doesn't need to sit in the classroom with 10 other first graders who don't quite understand that concept. She can read it for herself and now she can say, well, if I take three blocks and minus one block, now I got two, right? So our curriculum does not require teachers ultimately. So the way that I'm imagining this in my head is you you, you mentioned that you had 12 students in your class. I am imagining that this works very similar to like a homeschooling platform, except it's not necessarily homeschool. You're actually an accredited school, but it's self-paced learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this year, this year we jumped up to 100 students that enrolled at the beginning of the school year. So having the teachers became more of like needing supervisors, right? Because every teacher has their own elective, but then each teacher's role is more of supervisory to help students if they get stuck just because the numbers increase. But as long as the teacher to student ratio is like one to 10, one to 15, you can still manage the same um, system. Even like a homeschool network, you can manage that same system indefinitely as long as you have that ratio of teacher to students so what's the maximum number of students you, you all can have? There's I guess there's no maximum. Um, so we want to keep a ratio of, like he said, somewhere between 1 to 10, 1 to 15, ideally. Um, but if you have a group of well-behaved students and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, um, one teacher could manage 20, 30, 40 students at one time. But that would you would have to have a very well behaved, very mature group of students, and so a big part of our teachers' responsibility is not necessarily um, educating on the core curriculum, right? They're educating on life skills, if you will, on money management, on entrepreneurship, on financial literacy, on um, being a better man in your community, right? For our girls, okay. learning so learning how to cook. So we could maximize the number of students for that core curriculum. Okay. I love the concept. How does my child qualify to attend your school? We have what's called an academic assessment that every student has to go through when they come in to Kikaverse Academy. So while ideally, right, a teacher could manage 20 or 30 students, that's just not realistic. And part of the reason that's not realistic is because Many of our children across our nation, not just here in in Rockford, where we live, right outside of Chicago, but many of our children, especially the ones that look like us, they mm-hmm. suffer from um, being illiterate, right? They're financially illiterate. They're literally illiterate, right? They have math illiteracy. So all of our students have to take an academic assessment when they come into Kikafers Academy. And that assessment lets us know where they are academically. So a student comes into Kikavers Academy and we don't assume that just because a child is in fifth grade that they're reading at a fifth grade level. Right. We don't assume that just because a child is a freshman in high school that that student is ready for algebra, right? So they take this academic assessment 
And this assessment lets us know where that child is academically. And then our curriculum is tailor-made specifically for that student. And now okay. our curriculum either help build your child up or put your child in a position where he or she can excel. Okay. One year. We have a good understanding of how the school actually uh, performs now. When it's time, if they choose to go to college, when it's time to do so, are, are they now? So what I love about this model is that you're also teaching like the stuff that school didn't teach us, right? The important stuff that will actually stick with us. Okay. Now we know, we know that you also have to, if they choose to go to college, there's standardized testing that have to be taken and all that stuff. Are they prepared during, are they prepared for that to, to, to go through testing? And is that a requirement coming from your curriculum and the way that you teach going off if they choose to go to college? Standardized testing in the early ages? No. Like SAT, um, ACT, things absolutely. like that. SAT is something that we start to prepare our students for as early as sixth grade, right? So again, going back to my own child, she's 12 years old and she's currently taking an SAT class to prepare her to take the SAT later on this year, June, July-ish, whenever it's going to be, whenever it's, whenever it's given. So the plan and the goal is if a child is and we start preparing them for the SAT, ACT at 12 years old, right? We're not going to wait until they're a sophomore, junior in high school. Two reasons we do that. One is if, if you're, if you start, the earlier you prepare for it, the more time you have to, you know, get better at taking it, test taking, um, being able to read those passages in a, in a quick amount of time. And then the second reason we do that is because um, students can get, funding or scholarship money to go to college, the better they do on the ACT and the SAT. And then you put some black girl, black boy magic on that. And now they have even more money being thrown at them because just because you got a certain score on the SAT. So yes, we mm. are our students yeah. for the SAT and the ACT because we want them to have the opportunity to go to college for free if that's what they want to do. Got it. Got it. Love um, it. All right. So I, I, I got to. Um, OK, so we know that this model works like I'm sure you've you've graduated some kids from high school. They went on to college. Not yet. Not graduated. Not yet. This, is, this is only our third year in existence. Our first graduates won't graduate for another year or two. Two years, two years I think. Two now. years. Got it. Got it. But they're they're on track. They're testing at the, at levels. Right. Yes, sir. All right, so we know that this, this model works. Um, what is the issue that you're having? Hmm. I, so okay, you, so you talked earlier. I think that um, at least where we are physically, right, our physical location, where the brick and mortar school is, I think one of our biggest issues is um, our, our community is buying into it. Our community sees the value in it, but our community doesn't have the money to pay for it. Right. And I think that that's one of our biggest issues right here locally. Um, and so I'm sorry, say, say, say that again. I think that our community not having the funding, not having the money to be able to pay for tuition is one of our biggest struggles right now. Right. So getting families to pay tuition, 
getting families to pay tuition on time, right? That's one of our biggest struggles right now. Um, how, how much is tuition? Before the discount, you get before the discount. Before the discount, because we try to discount as much as we can, so people will pay it. Um, high school is twelve thousand a year. Middle school is ten thousand a year, and um, elementary is eight thousand a year. Now, what um, people 12, actually 10,000 and then eight thousand a year. Okay. Um, now, what people actually pay is it falls well under that, um, and I think part of that is I don't know if that's on Henry or if that's on me or between the two of us, but for me personally, I looked at it like. If, if it's too much, then people won't pay it. Then we'll just have a, you know, we won't have a school. Um, and I'm learning and realizing that if it's not enough, then now I'm I'm finding myself coming out of my own pocket to make sure that the school is functioning and running. And that shouldn't be the case. And so we're, you know, we're stuck between this, this rock and this hard place of wanting the school to be affordable, but also having it cost enough because it's so valuable. And where we are, education is I, I, education is value, um, but you know it's it's we're, we're not we don't live in the most educated city. You know, just just being honest about it, right? Forbes magazine put some things out there about our city that you know speaks to the education level, that speaks to um, the level of unemployment of Black people Wait, in particular uh, in our can, city. Can so those things, I think, yeah, I got you. Those kinds of factors play a part in people paying tuition. Can, can I add outside this to tuition, Real quick, outside of tuition payments, because I want to make sure we guys, we have enough time to get to your questions. Outside of tuition payments, how else is the school funded? Um, there's fundraisers. Uh, we do monthly fundraisers every month, right? There's sponsors, there's donors. We have title funding because we're a uh, registered school, so we get title funding. Uh, we get all the different grant opportunities. Um, I guess all the regular ways you would think. The only thing that we don't have right now that we won't have till next year is our we're registered through the state of Illinois, but we won't have an actual sports team until next year. So we don't get we don't get the money that schools make off of sports, which is also a big one. And we won't have that until next year. Uh, you were going to say something before Donnie asked that question. Yes. So I was just going to make it a little more clear. Because me and, me and Marquel Russell had this conversation um, when we were talking about bringing the school to Atlanta. In Atlanta, because you have a bigger population and because you have different, you have a bigger class of people that will respond to this, we could charge the actual prices that we're charging and it would be okay, right? We could hit those actual numbers. The city we live in has the highest unemployment rate in particular for Black people in the country, right? And then what she mentioned about Forbes, Forbes said that the city has the third worst educational system in America behind Stockton, California, and one other city that's down south. So it's very uneducated, but it's very poor, too. The cost of living is low. So what, what we run into in the virtually people can afford it. Right. Every, in other places that come from big cities, they can afford it in the city that we're the actual city that we're at, because the, the cost of living is so low and the jobs and the average wages and all that is so low that we have to do a lot of discounting of tuition or we have to offer financial assistance, scholarships, lots of, lots of incentives um, because the price point is just too high for the city that we're in. And what's the discount? Uh, we usually discount if they qualify. There's a, there's a scholarship through a 501c3 in our state that's called Empower Illinois. 
and Empower Illinois will pay the tuition up to a certain amount if it's fundraised. So if they qualify for that, we'll discount them like 70%, right? So then it'll go from maybe 10,000 to like 3,000 or 4,000 or 4,500 that they have to pay. Uh, and that's what the thing is that's for this year, the model changed already for next year because we already suffered. So we changed the model for next year after we met with Mark Quayle, but we got to ride this year out the way it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I, in, in terms of, I was looking at the Instagram and there's one word that I want you guys to uh, maybe, maybe adopt or think about when you're building the business or um, use it as business, but because it's nonprofit, but cool. The, the school doesn't look cool to me. Like we have to, like you got to display cool and there is a need, not just um, I can help your child, but there is a greater mission at hand. So um, outside of your traditional fundraisers, you probably need to start waving a flag and pushing up on all these people that's talking about they got some money. Like, really, you really need to be the person when somebody's like, yo, I can teach you how to make $10,000 in a day because I just made 10000 I need to be embarrassed to say that around you because you're the person that's saying, yo, but what have you poured into the schools? I know all these digital marketers are making all this money, but how much are you pouring into the next generation? That needs to be the conversation. That needs to be the conversation. You have to put so much pressure on all these digital marketers and all these people that's talking about they're making all this money online. You need to be the police. You really need to be the police that says, whoa, 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 whoa. But these kids need to learn how to do that. Yo, start partnering with Mark Quell. You need to tell me like, yo, every thing. I just put myself in a... I will do it. <laughs> but... For X amount of dollars, can you give a percentage to help a kid go to a kid can graduate, go to high school for twelve thousand dollars and enough people put up money. Um, if enough people put up money, we can have a whole elementary school class or a whole middle school class or a whole high school class. But there needs to be a number that we're shooting for every year. Is there a number? There is. I don't have it memorized, but we have we have a school board. We have, there's a whole team. We have an operating budget and everything. Yeah, um, but if, so, if, if you don't know the number, neither do I. Gotcha. I need to know your number. Dottie needs to know your number. Marquel needs to know your number. My boy, Neil, David, he needs to know your number. The news needs to know your number. They needs to say, oh, we're raising $250,000 to bring X amount of kids to school. These white schools... They need to know your number. We need to go to the other side of town. They need to know your number. You need to bring put up print like t-shirts and say, yo, we need 250. When we get to 200, when we need 200 left, we're going to bring up all new t-shirts. They're going to say 200 left, 150 left, 100 left. Dope. We had like, it needs to be so cool to be involved. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I had to, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I so I, and this is not the first time we've heard that. So my question for you is what would make you or can you give us the advice then that would make you or Donnie and Marquel and 
all these other people. Why would you donate to the cause for a school that's here in Illinois that, yes, your child could go here virtually, but what are you getting out of it as someone who's investing in? You get the, tan the intangible of investing in some kids, but why these kids here in Rockford, Illinois? Because it's what the only mission... Because it's the only mission in front of our face. Yeah. Yo, do you also, know how many... I'm sorry, Donnie. Do you know how many people donated to Ron Clark Academy? Mm-hmm. From all they were, over They're just loud enough. So I'm saying... I'm saying anybody that you're connected to, like you're in some masterminds, you're in these circles, there needs to be a campaign. We're running ads to get kids in our school. We need to run an ad about this mission. We need to shoot a video or a commercial about this mission. You need to print up 3,000 t-shirts and get people to buy the t-shirt because it supports the school. Gotcha. And now it's cool because I got a t-shirt now. Right. I support it. Did you? Right, right, right. Makes it gotcha. go ahead, Donnie. I'm sorry. Well, what I was also going to suggest is that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially so we're at it, we're, we're living in a time right now where private school is no longer where private school who offers education about entrepreneurship is not a luxury. It's a necessity. Right. So we are living in a time right now where you have a large group of people who are making money just like us, who also are parents and concerned about the opportunities that are available. We want our children to do something different uh, in terms of school. They need schooling for so many reasons outside of the academics for social building and, you know, just lifestyle and character building. But now, you know, when you look in other communities, especially white communities, but others, right? Asian communities, white communities, always a core value that they believe in. And it leads to the way they spend their money, the charitable donations that they make. There's always this gala that's been happening for 50 years, 100 years, where people are ready to auction off, you know, valuables for any amount of dollars to keep this establishment or organization operating. And right now, the beautiful thing about what's going on is that there's a large pool of entrepreneurs who look just like you and me that are in the same age group or younger and older, both ways that are looking for charitable organizations to give to. So not only do you need to make the mission look cool because that's, that's the thing that you want to do, but you also need to set your organization up on a level that catapults you higher than any other investment choice that we would make in terms of a charitable donation, right? This needs to be the premium type of donation that we can make as entrepreneurs to keep this school built in order or to keep the school going. And in order to do that, so you're concerned about, well, why would you donate here to Illinois when you live in Atlanta or California or anywhere else? I would recommend that you every single year, maybe, maybe twice a year, but definitely every single year, you put something together where there's some big gala that you fly your committee out to, you fly your sponsors out to, and you have a business plan that you are presenting every single year that shows hey, this is where we were at the top of this year. This is how we finished. This is where your sponsorship dollars have gone. This is where your sponsorship dollars are taking us next year and in the next five years. And show us that this, with, with our donations, with our contribution, 
this might not be in time for your kids, but this might be in time for your kids' kids and we can grow and we we can expand into other areas, right? So that's one thing. Then yes, we want the merch. We want to make it look really, really great. I'm, I also looked at the Instagram page. We want to put some really high quality uh, content out there, right? Some really, really high quality content. Hold on, hold but- on real quick, Dottie. Uh, can, what, what type of mic are y'all using? Because we, we muted both of ours. And we can't seem to. Are y'all using a microphone or something? No, no. I, I unplugged it. I have my um, tablet set up in the classroom downstairs. Okay, so there's no other device plugged in or anything like that. It's just straight coming out of the. Yeah, it's just okay. coming straight out of the tablet. Okay, cool. I don't know. I don't know where that sound is coming from because yeah. I'm muted. My Dottie muted hers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got it. You have to figure out a way to create hype. What is the hype around? Kikafer's Academy. We've got to create hype. So you saw like the Ron Clark Academy. Um, you know, it was a really genius idea. It was in South, it's in Southwest Atlanta. And we've got uh, this Caucasian gentleman. I don't know that it matters or doesn't matter, but we've got this Caucasian gentleman who essentially is trying to do what you do, bring a unique, fun, hands-on experience to learning for our Black youth. And now we have this black husband and wife who's looking to do the very same thing. And this concept is popular. Uh, You should note David and I have discussed a similar, right, concept. So this is a concept that people are ready for. They are gravitating to. You have to make it cool. If I go to your page right now, it looks very, it looks like very traditional learning. It looks like very traditional learning. How does Kikafer's Academy stand out? How is it different? How is not only the curriculum different and elite, how is the experience different and elite, right? Do you do any type of annual gala, like sponsorship, fundraising, like in-person, head-to-toe gala so far? We we have one plan for June 4th. And we, we had one plan before, but COVID happened. And so okay. COVID wiped out our chance to be able to do that. So this would be the first year that we get to do it. Um, and it's planned for June 4th. We have um, a brother who's a coach uh, that's nearly a billionaire. His name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. He's coming down as the keynote. And then there's an award ceremony, uh, silent auction. Um, what else? A presentation. And then, you know, like the, the dinner portion and all of that. So I kind of bit off what I what I saw at the alumni dinner. Yeah. What you should do, you know, at that is also showcase so you gave some amazing testimonials of what some of the kids have been able to accomplish through your school. Those kids need to be speakers, right? You want to get people writing checks. Those children need to present and talk about their experience and their story. And every single year, especially as they matriculate through to other programs and maybe go off to college, you need to bring them back. Who's the oldest that's doing the greatest? That's been, who's been with you the longest? Who's the youngest? Identify these different groups and get them and they speak and children get checks cut. Right. Absolutely. I got, I got a question too. Um, you said you, every kid is required to start a business. Yes. yes. sir. And how, how many students have y'all had this year? Um, what we have about, about 50, 50 students 50. or so. And that's, that's with the matriculation of students coming in and out. Gotcha. So. And, and all of them pretty much stopped, started a business, except yes. for the only so the only ones who don't have a, a, like what you would consider like an official type business is like the kindergartners. So for like the kindergartners, 
we do different things to get them in the mode. So, for example, kindergartners will purchase like a blank puzzle, like, and they'll get it for a quarter. They'll customize it and then they'll sell it for a dollar because we're trying to get them immersed in the culture, right? Mm -hmm. So that may be their business in kindergarten because they don't quite have a concept of money. They don't, they can't add on their own. They can't subtract. So it's getting them immersed in the culture. So for like the kindergartners who maybe can't even read yet, right? The mm -hmm. kindergarten class is special on its own because they, they're at that age where we have to kind of groom them differently. If the parents involve the kindergartners in something that's different, but for the most part, we do a lot of those different type of activities where they can go make money, they can make real money and get the idea of it. But like I said, if they don't know, you know, what you know in kindergarten, you, you know in kindergarten. So that would be the only exception to the rule. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Mm -hmm. Got it. All of um, start a small business because all of them have to become a published author. So all of our students publish a book. So we're in what the middle of February. All of their books will be published late February, first week in March. So we spend the last third, last quarter of the school year promoting and marketing their book. So part of their entrepreneurship class is learning how to market themselves or their book that they wrote. So they, they're entrepreneurs just from writing a book. They make sales from those books. We do pop-up shops here in our local town where we invite the community out to buy their books. They, they, they use their social media. Um, some of our students have even had the opportunity to be guest speakers of their own at other local schools. Or libraries across because, the country. Or, or libraries across the country because they have written books and now they have something to speak about. So all of them are entrepreneurs and start a business just from writing a book. Okay. I got to, uh, so let's say an eighth grader, what do they do with the money? That's where, that's where the financial literacy, cause so one, of, I didn't mention this. One of the, one of the things we do to kind of enrich in the curriculum is that we bring in guest speakers. We try to average like twice a week, right? Mondays and Fridays. And so we'll bring in everybody from like a Marquell, a Donahue Baker, um, Kendall Flicklin's coming hold on, out hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. What do they do with the money? With it's, a, it's their money, so we educate them on it, but it's their money, okay. right? So that's between that's between them and their parents, and we we give financial literacy, um, but it. you know it's still. Okay, I got it. Parents. I got it. I would kind of change that model, me personally. What I would do is I would teach to have two buckets of the money. 
and what what I'm about to say will help them make more money than they will just selling the product or service. If this book that they create helps them stay in school another year, they'll sell a whole lot more books. Because if we're selling a book for, let's say, $10 and five of it goes to tuition, you'll sell 20 times more books. We'll have the money for tuition and then we'll have money to do whatever we want to do with it. But now we're arming the kids with a story. It's not just buy my book and support my book. It's keep me in school. Mm. Keep me in school. Right? So we have... just how just how you guys are going to have a number and you guys are going to go out and say, yo, we are raising $500,000 this year because this accounts for X amount of kids. And when you go raise that money, that gives you a skill set. You too, personally, it gives you a skill set to come teach the kids. This is how we do it. We, Our objective is keeping you all in school. This is how we sold it. This was the message. I have a pipeline of uh, radio stations and podcast that will let you join just to sell because we're keeping you in school. Make sense? We're not waiting on the government to provide me free lunch. We are putting ourselves through school and I wind up going to college and I put myself through college because I don't need y'all student loans. This is what we do. I've been doing it since a kid. And if you get that story, I mean... Off the testimonials, like uh, kids that are keeping themselves in school will help bring way more students into your, because I can imagine, I've, I've done programs with kids as entrepreneurs. They start, they're excited, they'll make a couple of sales, take the money, spend it on candy, and then it's over. Absolutely. I Absolutely. know the game. I've been there. Wrote the book. Taught the class. <laughs> Literally. But when there's a constant mission, and we got like the the little temperature thing on the wall. Like how much is the, okay, class, we are all collectively at $20,000. We all got to get the 50. How are we going to help each other? Y'all need to go out two by two and start giving them marketing plans. So not just having a speaker come speak and inspire, but to help them execute the plan that they already have. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's how we make this school cool. Gotcha. And that's how you get somebody like me to want to be involved. Believe it or not, people love taking credit for other people's success. There's going to be some people that mentor the kids, not because they want to mentor kids, but because they want to say, look, I took this kid from here to here. I helped this kid make $30,000 or $40,000. That's a marketing play for a lot of these digital marketers. Right, right, right. That makes sense? Absolutely, so Absolutely. one, you guys got to start with a number and come up with a creative marketing strategy. I would definitely go with apparel. I would definitely go knocking on doors. I would go into other schools and say, yo, I'm, I'm just here to tour our kids to see what y'all students get. Because we ain't got that. <laughs> Put that on the gram. <laughs> That's the stuff that goes viral. You see, these are called MacBooks. We don't have those. This right. comes from the government. They don't give us money. You need to go get your own MacBook. Put that on Instagram. That's the stuff that goes viral. Mm, I love Does that. Make sense? But it's going to start with you two being creative as entrepreneurs to impart this into the students because you're not going to be able to teach it unless you really get, like you sit down and say, all right, this is, this is the marketing strategy. This is the goal and we hit the goal. And your testimonial of hitting the goal inspires the kids. Gotcha. 
Got you, got you. Cool. Um, Donnie? I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the idea of there being a purpose behind, not necessarily even a purpose behind starting a business or writing the book. I love the idea of you having a school that teaches entrepreneurship, but it's a goal-driven curriculum. And I might change and shift the language to that. Because remember, I am still coming from a place of, we know we don't like the traditional school system, right? We don't like the traditional school system. Let's write a list of all the things that we don't like about the general school, about the traditional school system. And let's be the total opposite of that, right? Let's be the total opposite. Right now, the traditional school system, the number one goal that they have everyone working toward is to go to college so that they can become employable. Let's be a goal-driven organization or institution where things are different. So I'm seeing a lot of like traditional classroom settings. Let's do something a little different there. And I understand that you have to start where you are and you're growing, but maybe you guys can start with creating a goal. Like, okay, so going into this next school year, our goal is to change the look, the aesthetic appeal from traditional wooden desk school systems to labs. Maybe, maybe we've got computer labs or maybe we've got desks that look modern. Maybe we're giving them a taste Maybe we've got mock labs where we can go in and it's kind of like green screen where we can change the theme of it and we're introducing a different level of life. Maybe our field trips aren't to the pet zoo, aren't to the petting zoo, but maybe our field trips are to multi-million dollar real estate uh, properties and things like that. Maybe our maybe our field trips are to entrepreneurs in the area or in other states that are. Uh, they, that have traditional offices and they're coming to the e-complexes and, you know, other places like that where they get to spend a couple of hours with a Dave or a Donnie. And maybe you are asking for sponsorships and contributions from those entrepreneurs in order to make that happen. I want you to be so sexy in your appeal, so different, so elite in your appeal, so cutting edge that nothing about your school, nothing about your academy feels like school. Then I want to invest. I want to invest in something that's exclusive. I want to invest in something that's different. You tell me that I can send my child to an academy that is goal-based, is focused on career goals of the individual student. The goal is for them to start a business and write a book. In this, we're teaching financial uh, responsibility. Maybe we're going to teach them the profit first model where we're putting back into our tuition. We're putting back into ourselves. We're saving for something and we're helping to guide kids based on goals, utilizing an elite curriculum that builds students or develops students for entrepreneurship and real life experience. Absolutely. Hold on, hold on, real, real, real quick, real quick. Um, I gotta, uh, we gotta do a, a quick uh, commercial break. We're gonna come right back. We gotta send a shout out to Miss West Creative for the super sticker. We appreciate the love for the fifty dollars sticker. That's lit. The her brand, the ten dollars sticker. We appreciate that. That is love. We got another super chat for nineteen ninety nine. The marketing midwife. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, JT. Coin rings. Good luck on the 199. We appreciate that, family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You got to give a shout out. You got to give a shout out to your sponsors. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. <laughs> Tell me. Go for it. I'm sorry, brother. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I was so I just want to make sure I'm following correctly. Right. So before we got deleted um, last year, our school got invited to Tulsa, Oklahoma for mm -hmm. the 100th anniversary of Black Wall Street. Right. They featured yeah. our schools like the future of black entrepreneurship. So we had like video footage, pictures, all kind of stuff. Like we were in Tulsa. We took like 20 students to Tulsa for like five days. So we had all this footage. It was great. Of course, it got deleted and I don't still have I got some of it, but I don't. But are you are you saying then to make it like how Donnie said, to make it really sexy, like those are the areas we should focus on, focus on like like we just did a trip with a state representative and a, a black two black owned businesses was our field trip um, a couple of days ago. And that should be more of our focus than maybe getting the stuff like where the students are in school doing whatever they're doing in school, like those type of things are what you're saying. Well, here's the no, thing. It's not, it's not like isolated pieces of content. It's not isolated events like, oh, I went to Tulsa or I did this. It is all of the things that happen on the way to the goal. Mm -hmm. All of our acts, one, if, if we don't have a goal, then you know none of this works. But there needs to be a big number that we're running towards. And all of this stuff needs to support the goal. Make sense? Yeah, because yeah. the pictures in the video from you going to Tulsa or doing whatever special events we're going to do, we're going to care about it today. But tomorrow, we're on to something else. But yeah. the goal doesn't change. And it's all this stuff on the way to the goal. Because, and that's every day because we're going to the goal every single day. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Go, go for it, Donnie. I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I totally agree with you. I was sitting here and I was remembering when I was in middle school, uh, those commercials for, for children who were from third world countries used to come on TV all the time. And I used to take my allowance money that my parents would give me and I would send the money. I sponsored a kid. And I did this for years, right? I sponsored a kid. I did this for years. And then when I got in high school, I met a pen pal and we were able to connect in other countries and I did it again. And I'm just also thinking about like, instead of just random contributions and sponsorships and large donations, I know like one of the things that were very impactful, life-changing in fact for me and even for David, um, when you think about business principle is, is really all the same. And one of the strongest things that I, uh, I have all my clients execute some type of recurring revenue model, right? And I'm pulling here to see what's the recurring revenue model at Kikifer's Academy. And it can even be something where maybe someone can't give a $10,000 donation, but do you want to be a member for something or do you want to make a recurring donation of $25 a month, $10 a month? And then when you look at it, you've got all these people from all over the world, thousands of people who are contributing on this monthly subscription. Maybe in, in return, uh, you send out a newsletter. Like some kind, I used to get an update of my student that I was sponsoring as a kid. And I would get an update of how they performed in school and all this stuff. So maybe in return, like this is just a philanthropic uh, effort that I want to do. I would personally happily give my credit card where I was giving $25 a month and monthly I received or quarterly I received a newsletter from you guys letting you know, hey, this is what we're being featured in this year. We're being invited to Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
This is how our kids perform. Here's how we here's how we're set apart nationally. Here's our speaker that's coming in. Here's the newest book that's been released. I will absolutely put my, my credit card on file. You need a recurring revenue model. Mm. Donna, you're a genius. <laughs> I like that. I got an idea for that too. Just had that conversation. I got that was one of the questions I wrote down to ask you. We just had that conversation earlier today. I was like, I'm gonna ask Donnie because that's genius. That's genius. Yeah. I got I got an idea yeah. for it too, Donnie. Okay. Is this an online or offline idea? Uh it, it, yes, it's it's the sauce. Go ahead, Dan, spill the juice. So um <laughs> I think, do, do the kids, I'm sure, like, the, the kids, is there, like, some sort of book club where they're, you know, reading books or whatever? Yes, they read all the time. Okay, cool. I would probably implement, so that we're getting something back, if a kid was like, um, I'm going to read a book every month and give you a book report at the end of the month, I would pay a monthly recurring revenue. I, 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 would, per, I would pay a monthly fee for the kid that I'm sponsoring giving me a book report, right? So one kid can have a hundred people like, yo, this is the book that I read. This is what I took from it. And this is what I got from it. It, it, don't, it don't gotta be super long books. It could be kind of rich dad, poor dad. It's not super long or, you know, depending on the, the level that they're at, who moved my cheese, here's my book report, right? But because I, now that I'm getting something and we send the same video and that teaches the kid to work. Like you got to sit here and do this book report and tell them what you learned, but you got to read the book now. It's like kinda, it, it just kind of creates a cycle. You feel me? Yeah. Now I'm now forcing this child to read because I'm paying you to read, right? right? And then the kid actually has to read and understand the book. And it's just a dope cycle. And that's the kind of th- stuff that I think of in terms of like how to make it stand out and give people more than one reason to support. Yeah, I if I promise you, if you immediately go in, in and incorporate this recurring revenue model, it's going to change your lives. It's going to change those kids lives. It's going to change the trajectory of where Kikafer's Academy is going. Absolutely. Period. Period. I love, I and love I would even suggest changing the name to Kikafer's Academy for Entrepreneurship. Just be clear in what you are because otherwise right now you're just a normal academy stand out and call out your niche market which are kids who are future le- future business leaders of America you're the real FBLA okay <laughs> you're the real FBLA call out your niche which are the future business leaders of the world and future entrepreneurs and you are appealing to this large uh what do we have millennials Generation Z and what's the other group that's out right now, whoever they are, you're appealing to us as parents who want our children to follow in our footsteps of pursuing dreams on their own terms. Put us all on a recurring revenue model. Send me the link. I'm ready to sign up. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm I'm excited if (laughs) if y'all are excited. If you're excited. So what I what I like just uh like you know kind of um what I like to know um and maybe not today but uh reach out to us and let us know what that number is. Absolutely. What is the thing that we're shooting towards? Um and you just guys spend spend time figuring that out and you all coming up with a plan to get it done. Cuz I think that's going to inspire yeah. the kids. That's what's up. Yeah. Man. 
And remember, whatever it is that you're doing, like we're living in the day and age of the content creator, period. I don't care what business model you're in. The best content creator wins right now every single time. So I would absolutely invest in or be developing maybe a photography and videography department in the school. And part of their role is to capture content for the school. And so that you you don't have to necessarily pay staff for that, but you're also honing in on their skills. But keep this in mind. The best content creator wins. The reason that Ron Clark's Academy is doing what his academy is doing is because he understood early on what it meant to produce content. Him roaming through the halls, dancing with the students, dressing up with the students, high-fiving the kids, being real down to earth. That's just content creation. Very clear, very high-level images. The best content creator wins and the recurring subscription model keeps the money coming in and you need both. Absolutely. I love it. Yep. Somebody love said, it. how can we donate to the school? How can they donate to the school? They can go to the school's website, www. All right, here we go, Dave. K-I-K-I-F-E-R-S-Academy.org. And there's a donate button right there. They can donate directly on the website. That's the quickest and easiest way. Yeah. Academy.org, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Strongly consider adding entrepreneurship to that name because otherwise just at a brief glance it doesn't stand out at all got you i like that okay and if you're when you do that make sure it's never again kikafer's academy it's either kikafer's entrepreneurship academy or kikafer's entrepreneurship academy for entrepreneurship grades k through 12 and it's everywhere so i'm clear this is not for adults this is a children's academy or a young a youth academy. It's for entrepreneur. It's for the pathway of it, we're creating a pathway to entrepreneurship, ages K through twelve. It needs to be stated. What do you guys do? Oh, we are the founders and uh, directors of Kikafer's Academy for Entrepreneurship, grades K through twelve. All the time, it's a complete sentence. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Tell me this. this. What? What is your biggest takeaway? First of all, did you get what you came for so tonight? I personally love it. I ain't gonna lie to you. This just the ideas about the school is it's almost to the effect of having a crystal clear message. And I think this coaching session for me kind of made clear some things that I had in my head, but I couldn't articulate them and I did I couldn't execute because I couldn't articulate. I knew, I, knew, I knew there was a move that had to be made, but I'm racking my brain trying to figure it out. And I think that you all have gave us some clear and concise instructions that can definitely elevate and get it to that next level where it needs to be at. So I loved it. Um, I, you guys are, you know, sometimes- you No, 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 I can't, I can't let you slide on a very generic answer. Okay. Be specific with me. Give me- a takeaway. Give me your. Give me a takeaway from our conversation tonight. So the subscription model and the the content creation to me is huge. The book, the book piece that Dave gave about the books, those ideas are so fresh and unique to what we're doing. It's like a, a shot of uh, of energy into what we're doing. So in particular, the subscription model, the the content creation, you know, making it look cool, getting those different perspectives, and then. Um, what Dave said about the, the book, the book report, and that, the analogy you gave about 
sending the money to sponsor a child, that is like missing pieces to a puzzle we've been looking at for forever. So I'm, I thank you all for that. That is dope. Hey, I heard Love. the I heard the hand clap in the back. It ain't official until we hear from Kiki, though. You know what I mean? I Kiki, are you with us? <laughs> uh, so I took away from hearing Dave and hearing you, Donnie, say that you would be willing to donate to the school. Right. So I asked the question that I asked because we've heard from other people that we can't really promote the school to people outside of Illinois because why would somebody want to donate to your school in Rockford, Illinois? But to hear you say, Donnie, that you're ready to open your checkbook and then lay out the, the pathway to get there. So you're not just going to open the credit card is what you said. Actually, I have to create some sort of monthly subscription. I got to give you a reason, but you're willing to donate. So that's encouraging. But re- real quick, real quick, remember, people aren't going to donate to your school. People are going to donate to the mission. Yes. That's why, you know, they put the, people weren't donating to, um, they weren't like for a dollar a day you can help. They're not donating, they're not sending money to Africa. Right. They put that picture of the kids in Africa and saying, yo, you just, uh, 30 cents a day or whatever it was, you can help this global mission. Right? So just just as, as long as you as long as when when you want people to donate, you're not asking them to support the school or support a child. You want them to go after this big mission. It needs to be like you have to take the the information that Forbes put about your uh, your city, that's your biggest strength. Gotcha. People put money to solve problems. Yo, they're saying we're the number three poorest city in the country. But why is the number three always going to be black? I bet number one and two is black too. What are we going to do about this problem? Not my school, not my city. What are we doing about this problem? Yeah. Make sense? So when when I can... When y'all talk to me and I could feel that, when I feel that, that's when we open up the checkbook. When I feel something off what you're, I need to support this mission. Now with the school, I don't feel anything. It's like, yo, we should. I'm glad that the kids, I'm glad y'all teaching kids the entrepreneurship and we're going through the curriculum and all that. I'm cool. I just don't feel anything yet. Gotcha. Connect to the human side. Gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. But People yeah, want me, to just part of hearing, hearing that is encouraging to know that yeah. there's people out there that if I if I touch them, they're willing to donate. That's yeah. that's what encouraging, and that's what I took away from um, from this conversation. Good. Yeah. Good. What's your first action step? What do, what do we do? What do we do right after this? We're wrapping up. What do we do right after this? What's our right very after- first bit of business? Uh, so our students' books are about to come out. So the first action is to set up a system where their book sales um, help. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go watch the, 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 the video again. Um, but what, what Dave was talking about, right? So their book sales, part of it has to go directly towards their tuition. So putting those books in their hands and empowering them to understand that in order for you to stay in school, you need to push this book, right? 
So Henry talked about taking the drugs out their hand and putting a book in it. Go sell these books so that you can <laughs> stay in school. Um, so that's my first action item is to set up the system so that our students are now generating revenue and putting money back into the school from their book sales. I was going to say, go sell them to the drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going hey, to set up that subscription model tonight. Like tonight. Because it's, it's, it's to. so simple. It's so simple. Yeah, it's, I love it's it. It's really, really simple. Just make sure that there's also accountability on your end. So I went to a gala. Uh, it was either at the top of this year or at the end of last year. I can't really remember. But it was for an organization that supports private schools and um, additional uh, opportunities for these kids. And one of the things that they did for their sponsors was provided an accountability statement so people could see exactly how the funds were being used. So especially if there were any surplus of funds or think they were talking about the new and unique opportunities that they were introducing these kids to. Um, so that's something that you want to incorporate. What are the gives? What are the things that People are what are the your your niche market is entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs and, and their parents are likely entrepreneurs or high level executives who don't want their children to have entry level jobs. What tickles their fancy? What do we want to see? Maybe send a survey out, maybe start surveying some people. If you sent, you know, if you if you uh, if you invested in something like this or, or gave charitable donations to something like this, what would you want in return? What kind of progress? or accountability do you want to see from the school or organization and give it to them. The book report, the student of the month, the, this is what, you know, we did. This is where we're being featured. Here's where you can check us out. A newsletter about us. Give me something that I can feel. I, I just want to feel proud. I don't even care that I'm giving you this $25 recurring every single month. I give it to Netflix and Hulu and I, I hardly turn on the TV. Give me something that makes me say, man, I feel really good about donating to this. Give me something that at the end of the year, when I'm looking at my finances and my budget and I spent money, you're not on my expense cut list. You are like, this is really easy. This is a simple thing to do. Create some good accountability measures that are valuable. Remember, you guys, nobody wants to feel like they're just giving back to traditional schoolship. They want to feel like, yo, this is, this is groundbreaking. This is really advanced. This is elite. And we're taking kids who are in a suffering community and really giving them a chance. And why am I in Atlanta or Miami and California donating to Illinois? Because it's not in Atlanta, Miami or California. We're going to donate where it's happening at right now today. There, I we, love have it. It. there we have it. All right. Y'all good? Y'all all right? Yes, sir. Okay. Good. Oh, absolutely. Dope. This will be it, it'll be uh, up on YouTube so you can uh, go go back and look through it. Uh, we are really looking forward to hearing, um, you know, what you guys do with it, because uh, I, I mean, it, 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 I, I feel like um, like you guys have something really, really, really big on your hands and um, the, the world is really going to be impressed with what you do with it. So thanks so much. That you. means a lot. You're very well, while we got you guys on here, if you ever want to be a guest speaker at the school, the doors are wide open. Our listen, we use sometimes for some of the, some of our classes, we use social proof podcasts, like we'll have like the snippets or whatever, and we'll use it to like teach certain points. So 
If you guys would ever like to be guest speakers, social proof we would love to have you all Absolutely. as guest speakers. I ain't going to put you on Front Street, uh, you know, live on YouTube. <laughs> no, saying. you need to. I love the kids. <laughs> oh, for sure. We need to make that happen. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. We'll definitely make that happen. All right? Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. And um, yeah, we out. We go, we'll, we'll follow up with you. All right? All right. Thank appreciate you. it. Appreciate, appreciate the opportunity. Oh, no Bye-bye, doubt. Bye-bye, guys. Yo, that was a right, dope. We got to send a, we got we got a couple shout outs, man. Um, we got a few. Uh, yeah, people really showed up tonight. With the, the with super the super chat, chat. I couldn't even keep up with it. Yeah, let me show you real Okay, first off, Alexander Bostic with the 50 piece. We appreciate you. Uh, Chicago Groomer Jazz, the st- pet stylist, 1999. We appreciate that. Hold on, let me just throw it up there because that's my boy Alex right there. Uh, Jazz, the, the, the pet stylist, we appreciate the super chat. Miss West, thank you. It's my girl right there uh, for the super chat. Learn with Miss Naya. Nia, Naya. Super chat all the way up. I appreciate that. The Herb Brand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Uh, the marketing midwife in the building. We got JT Coin Rings. Thank you so much for the super chat. And DAW Holdings. Another super chat. Dottie. Yo, I love tonight's episode. It's so in alignment with some future plans that you and I have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one, this one was this one was really, really easy to help. And I, I think that we gave them some really strong value. It's always great when the work though is purposeful. Yeah. 100%. Always great when the work is purposeful. 100%. I believe in their mission. I really I believe in what they're doing. And if they go ahead and create that subscription model, something that is in addition to major sponsorships, reasonable for the every for the average everyday working American to say, I can be a part of that. Just make that an easy decision. It's going up. I think it was they Mike. Because I think we're good now. It was, <laughs> it was some feedback coming in. Yeah. Henry and <laughs> they Mike. Well, Dottie, man, uh, we got some. Oh, first off, we've been y'all been coming on the show in like through a Calendly link or whatever. Well, we actually have a website being built out and it is fire. So it should be up in a couple of days. But right now you can go to brainpickerpodcast.com. Uh, Donnie, um, I think we should raise it $200 for the new website because it costs us a pretty penny for the, 200, for, the, for the website. So I'm thinking of going to 32. What do you think? How you feel? I have never raised anything in an increment of two hundred dollars. I would have said thirty five hundred, but you don't scare me. <laughs> like I would have said thirty five hundred. Uh, I'm I'm okay with thirty two if that's what you want to do. Listen, Dave, I could charge five thousand dollars. This could be ten grand. Yo, first of the level of value. Yes, they give one dollar. Like it's not just. Here is what we think. Here is an actionable thing. And we hold you accountable. What's the action step? Like Mm -hmm. we here understand your business model. We give you our feedback based on things that we've actually done and things that we know that works. And we hold you accountable to taking the first step. And if you take that step, you are going to win. Like, but, but at the same time, the reason that it's not 5,000 or $10,000 yet is because 
we want you to be able to take advantage of this opportunity. Like we do. We really do. If you didn't put any skin in the game financially, you wouldn't you wouldn't take this seriously. It would take you months or years to take an action step if you took an action step at all. So we wanted to make it, can I say painful enough? We wanted to make it painful enough. We wanted, we wanted you to take this seriously enough that you weren't just showing up to be on a podcast and you were actually going to do the work because we're more vested in the results that you send us back, the testimonials that you send us back on the back end. Yeah. And it's really dope because like the people who actually get on the podcast are givers. Like, so they invested to help y'all in the chat. That's really, really cool. And I think, you know how we do like the, the uh, social proof alumni. I think we need to have like, maybe like a once a year gathering where we get everybody, just people that are on the podcast. We get together, maybe go to like, I don't know, go to another city or state or country. And we just get, like, we go to Jamaica or something like that. And we just chop it up, bring the cameras out, see what people did with the information. That would be crazy. It's done. We said it. So it has to happen. There it is. There it is. All All right, y'all. We are out of here. We obviously, we're recording tomorrow in Atlanta. But um, yo, book y'all spot right now, brainpickerpodcast.com. Even if the time isn't available for you, just book a time and we'll schedule it around your schedule. All right, Donnie, we out here. We are out of here, you guys. Love you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.